Hello, this is the 20th episode of Stick to Sports, which is more proof that every day your life ends a little bit more. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. And also proof that no matter how dumb an idea, people will follow through with it if they are given the slightest bit of attention for it. Getting pretty sick of it, frankly. Yep, it's bad. Uh, I'm Sean Gitelli from Sporting News. I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. Uh, we here uh, stick to sport. I don't know. Yeah. Cancel if that. I, that, edit way, that out. If, if the fact that this is the 20th episode isn't enough like evidence of mortality, I played <laughs> softball. I played softball last night for the first time uh, in a year or so. And my God, a thirty-year-old man was not is not meant to just randomly decide to sprint out of nowhere for the first time in months and months and months. Because I am I am pathetically sore. <laughs> are you um are you like a regular league player, or was this a pickup game, or what? Yeah, it's a it's a league that my buddy my my buddy asked if I wanted to. Uh, hook on with with their team and i and, and i did it's uh once a week and it is almost literally across the street from me so i i just walk to games yeah sure it's actually it's actually um, should be sh- should be pretty fun as long as uh as long as i don't have to you know what end up <laughs> end up somewhere with like a torn hamstring or, or, or something cuz here cuz here's the thing about softball like I don't I don't play any sports like more than on a pickup basis and when I do it tends to be like wiffle ball or something you like that. You mean you don't you don't play professional sports? Well, no, like I'm not in a league or anything is what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, I don't play professional sports, but I'm mostly not in a league. And um you know, it depends on the sport, but like if I play I don't know, pickup basketball or something, like I'm a little bit sore the next day, but with softball, like, you're running 55 feet every 20 minutes? Yeah, it's, it's sprinting. How are you sore? No, it's, it's totally just, uh, it's, you know, it's, I, I went around the bases of a few times. Trying and, to leg out it's a ground ball single? No, it was, ser- <laughs> it was seriously like, yeah, I mean, basically, like, like trying to, trying to advance, like, an extra base from, 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 you know, second to third. I'm gonna and say this: it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't have to try I, that hard. No, I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You play to win the game, and we also got our, we also got our asses beat handily. But, um, oh man, yeah, I, I think it's just not used to not being used to start and stop like sprinting because Jesus, Jesus, my my hamstrings are in bad shape today. Very, very sad. Along a similar line, the last time I played wiffle ball, uh, <laughs> like, I, I was one of the pitchers, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm an okay pitcher or whatever, but when you play wiffle ball, you throw a lot of balls. You're not you're not throwing a lot of fucking pitches to hit, you know what I mean? Right. And so you just end up throwing, Christ, it feels like you're throwing 500 pitches in a, in a game, right? Right. And... I thought my arm was going to fall off the next morning. Like it was really bad. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's just, you know, being out of shape and, and using or 
out of practice at least or, or having having a set of muscles that you don't that that you rarely use right and and whatever what whatever action is involved when like to go you know from one base to another as fast as possible i am i am not not physically prepared for it sure on the subject of softball you ever see these like uh traveling like pro teams quote unquote where they're just like you know 55 year old guys who are really good at softball yeah, a couple of my friends were in like a legit old man. I mean, not on that level, but like an old man beer league, basically, where it was a mix of you know thirty year old guys and then you know fifty five year old you know dudes who played in this league for you know thirty years or or whatever. It's it's a it's a sport, <laughs> it's a sport that completely caters to to old guys because you know, in, unless you're unless you're out there trying to bust ass or around around the bases like like you know idiots like me you know you can you can uh kind of kind of go on autopilot and not really hurt yourself yeah the the thing the thing i remember is when i was a little kid there was like some like you know hank king and his traveling kings of softball or whatever and and these guys were doing like you know Behind the back basket catches on like fly balls to the See, that's, outfield. That's it, it was like the Harlem I, Globetrotters of softball that my grandfather took me to when I was a child, and like I think about those guys all the time, just hitting a softball like four hundred feet, and it's that's like one of man, the, that's like not not that Pittsburgh is some huge, you know, <laughs> it's not the big city necessarily, but but that's like one of those small town things that like i feel like i kind of missed out on yeah i mean i I definitely grew up in you know it was a town of like twenty thousand people when i was eight years old or whatever so we definitely like you know we went to the uh the civic club like next to my grandfather's house man that's crazy and they put you know they played like the firefighters from right from my town and yeah sponsored by the sponsored by the chamber of commerce exactly and but, like, I still think about these guys, like, you know, doing diving flips and that kind of thing. And it's just, like, these guys, like, in my head, those guys were 75 years old. But in reality, I'm sure they were in their, like, late 40s or whatever. But they were just incredible. <laughs> and I think about... They were them. actually they, they were actually 33, most of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think about that in terms of, like, you know what, I should probably be playing more, like, being way more active <laughs> than I am. Yeah, just just join a just just join a relatively relaxed softball league. I, yeah. I I think that's I think that's fun. I'm not interested in playing kickball or any other, you know, stupid adult <laughs> rec league sport like that. But I'll, I'll I'll play some I'll play some softball. Yeah, I've also thought about joining the like basketball league at my Y, but mm-hmm. though I've seen those guys play and they're a a million times better than me. Yeah, and you would dead serious. I, Sight, sight, sight unseen. I, I, they would humiliate. I would, I would, I would bet that that wouldn't work out well for you. No, th- like even if I got put on a team, no one would pass to me. Yeah, and they'd be yeah. right to do it. They'd be absolutely right to do it. Right. So. Right. Oh boy, I'm. I think we're just better off like watching sports and having opinions on them because <laughs> trying to. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to get better with that. Now I'm. Now now I'm obviously. You know qualified to talk about softball uh, clearly yes 
well, now you've played the game. Hashtag play the game. Uh, the most important thing. It's frankly, it's the only important thing when you're talking about a sport because okay, so for example, I tuned into one or two NFL games over the weekend, like in bits and pieces, um, out of kind of morbid curiosity, you know, because we talked about it last week and that kind yeah, of thing. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry for possibly playing a playing a role in that. No, possibly about it. You definitely did, and apology accepted because it was an unpleasant experience. <laughs> yeah. Did and, and you watch? You watch it by yourself? Yes. To me, I, I, I said this last week. I, football is, in in my opinion, the only thing that makes it you know passable is is watching it as like some sort of social event. Even if you're watching it with a friend or whatever, uh, a like-minded friend who, who you can just cap on shit with. Like yeah, like, like my buddy Garrett came over on Sunday and we just watched football and made fun of it. So it, it, fully realizing that. I write about football on some level professionally. Right. Um, yeah, I, I. but watching it by myself, I have uh, little to no interest in that, and it's only it's it gets less by the year. Yeah, I, I only watched it by myself uh, because, like, I had it on in the background while I was writing about hockey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, even just, like, listening to it, whew, that was tough. And then... What games, what games did you get? The Pats, I guess? Well, I, uh, I did end up watching some of the Pats while I was waiting for Vice Principals to come on on, on yeah, HBO. Yeah, because that was, that was the Sunday night game. Yeah, um, but I don't, I don't even remember whatever the 1 o'clock game on Sunday was. And then, like, the early part, of, like, you know, the first five minutes of the 4 o'clock game. And then I, like, went out to do better, to, like, put better, to put my time to better use, let's say. Because yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for it. Like, like, like I said, to me, that's that's the biggest purpose that that football serves is as some sort of social event yeah. where 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 you can enjoy yourself or or uh, or forget about just the the various levels of bullshit that uh, are are associated with that with that sport in general. Yeah, it was. I mean, let's put it this way: the five minutes of the Patriots game I watched. Al Michaels was like, look, you know, we're so glad we don't have to talk about it anymore, but let's spend the next five minutes talking about Deflategate. And I was like, Jesus Christ, guys, I can't, and I can't do this. I know. And, and I, and you know what the, the, the ironic thing about that too is I actually do, of, of all those games, my favorite is watching the Sunday night game because I do like Al Michaels. Like I, I like, I like listening to him call games. He has weird, you know, he's weird, uh, kind of right-wing political stuff that maybe bleeds through sometimes but i i'm a i'm a total sucker for him i for reasons deliberate and not like i love 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 the 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 gambling references that he kind of slips in there i'm a i'm a fan as as much as much as i as much as you can be of stuff like that so yeah i but i yeah i as far but beyond that it's it's a necessary element of uh my job really yeah it, that, I, I, that, that, that i'm pretty convinced that i that i would cut out if i didn't have to do it right yeah i like i said you know just talking about it last week was was the reason i was like oh let's see let's see how unpleasant an experience this is and it was pretty bad so 
Uh, oh, the other thing I did this weekend that I wish I had done it on Sunday instead of Saturday was uh, I went to a, a Renaissance fair for the first yeah. time ever. Yeah, that's that's going on here as well. It was weird, let's say, because, you know, there yeah. really isn't a lot going on other than people selling, like, literal bows and arrows that they make or whatever, I- like swords like at what point does you're like oh that's funny that guy's that guy's carrying a loot yeah nobody was even doing that like there wasn't even whatever there was a guy playing bagpipes and i was like well i mean i guess that's not on renaissance but that's not that's not like none of that stuff is enough to hold my interest over the the course of an entire day like i i'd be like okay eh. There, Do we leave? Like, how how far away are we from you know? There were <laughs> multiple uh, jousting exhibitions, which was pretty cool. Like guys literally jousting and like knocking no, each yeah, other off horses and stuff. Good, I could deal with that. And I watched that for three minutes, and like any moron, I was like, I bet I'd be good at that. You have a way of, of thinking that about yourself. I really do, which is amazing because I have no athletic talent. Mm-hmm. Right, but. But you're already, you know, a couple steps away from playing elite YMCA level basketball. And, and, and <laughs> I wouldn't say elite. I don't know that these guys are like division, like former division one athletes who just happen to live in Boston. They they seem like mostly schlubby white guys, but schlubby white guys who take basketball way more seriously than I ever would or could. But that that is great. Like, have you ever have you ever ridden a horse? Yes. Yeah, like I, uh, my parents sent me to 4-H camp when I was a kid, so I know <laughs> small, how small towns, small exactly. towns, dude. Like you we, did, you did that sort of shit. Like, yeah, like, and I know how to ride a horse, and you know, I, I haven't done it since I was like 11 years old, probably, but I was good at it. You know, as good as an 11 year old who you, know, you sound rides like a horse. you sound like Dwight Schrute right now. Well, yeah, fair enough, but that's what I mean. Is like, and I, and I was good. When, when when he's talking about when when Dwight's talking about being in a play as a kid, I played Mutie the Mailman and I was great. <laughs> I'll say this: Did I fall off the horse? No. Did the horse go where I wanted it to? Generally, yes. I'm <laughs> those like, are, I'm, I'm those the are Dilbert guy. I'm the Dilbert <laughs> guy where I'm like I can do anything that you that you give me an hour to, to become an expert on it and I can do it. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could invent penicillin if you read a Wikipedia page, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan Lambert, penicillin inventor, master horseman. But hey man, I've read a, I rode a horse, so I uh I, I used to go to this is a this is definitely a cousin of, of the Renaissance Fair. I used to go to like this revolutionary war kind of f- fair out out in the suburbs uh every now and then as a kid and I, I enjoyed that but it was like it was in hindsight it was almost exactly like a ren, a ren fair except you know instead of jousting they had you know battle recreations and all that all that sort of stuff yeah and I, I enjoyed that enough but i was also nine right yeah it, it, it wore out it wore out it's like interest level for me pretty quickly yeah i um, i'm happy i'm happy that people enjoy renaissance fairs. yeah so I, like i went that's, with two but that, friends but it's, who, like, it's not it's not for me yeah i i went with two friends who legit own their own get-ups that they put on <laughs> and stuff like that 
And these are two otherwise totally normal, cool people. And I was like, I want to see what the fuss is about. Yeah. I walked out of there not entirely sure what the fuss was about. Because a lot of it just seemed like buying $80 leather crafts and like... Oh, that's that's, def- that's definitely what it is. Like, is and day so, drinking. So, so it's like there are like booths of people selling shit. It's, it's almost nothing but booths of people selling yeah, shit. That's... Okay. Yeah. That's... Like, at least with a real carnival, you can play games or go on a ride or whatever. All the rides were for kids, and there were three games, <laughs> and all of them were like, throw this thing through a thing. Like throwing All the rides were for kids. Well, like, you know, you could, you could theoretically go on the pirate ship or whatever as a grown-ass adult and be like, okay, that was like an event. Mm-hmm. But these were all literally like if you went on this as a grown up, you would be mortified. <laughs> should have done it, man. Yeah, you're right. I should I should have gone on like the rooster that just dropped straight down. Because again, like these uh and this was the other exhausting thing was all the people being like, Lord, what what is this? and it's I, like, bro, you're from that, Revere. That's the that's please. the shit that I that I just couldn't the, I couldn't handle that. I'd freak level out. Of, like, when we do the Ricky Gervais accent on this, <laughs> yeah. like, we do a better British accent than literally anybody at this event. It was oh, yeah. it was embarrassing, where they were like, now if you don't get him this correct line, and I was like, stop. I'm so, I, like, it's bad enough that you're wearing the costume, you don't have to put on the accent as well, my man. I, I played, <laughs> I played Dungeons and Dragons once in my life. And it was with it was with a kid who I was you know very I was good friends with him like in elementary school and you know I was trying to be a good sport about it, and we played Dungeons and Dragons with with like with some other kids and like midway through I was like I they were like speaking in voices and stuff and that was like and that was like the tipping point I was like I can't I yeah, can't do this of course like, like like they were like they're like oh no like like talking a funny voice for for your for your you know your mage or whatever and I was like I this is no. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to run out the clock on this and, you know, you guys, you guys knock yourself out, but this isn't, this isn't for me. Yeah, it was, I mean, like the other thing is I don't really, like, I don't really drink beer or whatever. So (laughs) yeah, I would just get loaded at that. Yeah. And I think that to be fair, that's what a lot of people seem to do. My friends who like going, they drank, they spent a lot of money on overpriced alcohol, like, and good for them. Like, that's great. But. I just imagine all these people like, like Joe Latrulia in in role models in that yeah. in that in that Larper thing. Mm-hmm. You're oh, not wrong. Please pass me that flagon of mead. Yeah, my no. fr- like I said, my friends it's, weren't like that, but it's Bud. It's Bud Light. Right. Stop it. Yeah. The, the the other thing was that like because it's a Renaissance fair, you get a mixture of like stuff from. You know that would have been there in the 1400s, like historically accurate in the 1400s, but also yeah, stuff that would have been historically accurate in the mid 1600s, and then also like a guy's dressed up as a dragon, and you're like, well, I mean, it can't be all these things. Like, we need to really nail down there, the oh, era. There we go. <laughs> I, I am, I'm glad we got to the root of your issue with the Renaissance Fair. Historical inaccuracy. <laughs> yes, historical inaccuracy. Uh, this is this show in so many ways, and I love it. Is like, is just devolves into pedantry. Yes. 
it was it was very upsetting to me in that <laughs> is, way. Is, is this historical? Is this historically accurate? Or are we talking about well, I, were dragons real? No, I'm gonna say no. no. Um, a lot of dragon myth does come out of dinosaurs, though, uh, especially Sand. especially in like China, where you know dinosaurs are quite common, uh, like fossils and stuff like that, because of you know their climate and things of this nature. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, when they're excavating the, you know, say the Gobi Desert or whatever, they're digging up all these dinosaurs and they're like, what's this? And they have to make up dragon myth because they have no real concept of like the scientific processes that led to, anyway, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's more of a dragon slash dinosaur corner. Um, dragon corner. New segment in honor of our 20th episode. I don't feel like I have a lot for Dragon Corner. No, 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 forward. no. Keep, keep going. Keep going. I feel like most of my dragon knowledge is related to uh, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Well, The Hobbit. There's they no should, dragons in Lord of the They should call the Vegas team the dragons. Oh, for sure. Sh- I mean, literally anything's going to be better than, like, the whatever, the Desert Knights. Is that it what they're going funny. with? I guess. I, it seems it's like it's... Desert Knights, Golden Knights, or Silver Knights, <laughs> or Bronze Knights. I know it's 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 ridiculous. It's they, so dumb. Everyone's just gonna call them the Knights, anyways. So, who really cares what the what the uh, what the precursor is? Do it. Yeah. Just call them this. Call them the Silver Knights. Uh, Nevada is the Silver State. Just don't call them the Desert Knights, man. I, please, please, Bill Foley. I I know you're a long time listener of the show. Please don't <laughs> please don't call them Desert Knights. Well, the, the the really upsetting thing about this is how twisty turny the road to um deep like sub mediocre name like the Desert Knights has been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the amount of drama surrounding this name selection has been completely undue. What, especially when compared to what you, you end know, up, and it's funny. It's funny because they, it's harder now to do than it was fifteen years ago because mainly of domain registration. Right, like people figured out how to snoop on that, and that's why you see, you know, DetroitHockey.net and you know, sports logos and and sites like that that are sort of on top of it and and, and tracking that sort of stuff. So th- there is an element of uh, internet sleuthery that happens now that hasn't happened before so you know it, it's tougher to keep it secret but just just end it already yeah i because that's the thing is like, like they're saying they're saying mid-october right why keep it secret I, like who, yeah, for whose don't. benefit like i i get i get if the i get if the logo's not done or the word mark's not done or whatever you want time to get that exactly where you want them but just just this is this is ridiculous. And especially because Bill Foley's out here on like this disinformation campaign, like it's a fucking CIA psyop, where it's like, it's, oh, we're gonna be the Sand Knights, and then people are like, are you gonna be the Sand gotcha. Knights? And he goes, Haha, tricked you again, and it's like, for what reason? Like, yeah, because that's the thing is he's, for example, the perfect example of this is they go, you know, months ago they're like, we're not just gonna be the Knights because the London Knights have that name, and we couldn't call ourselves that in Canada. Which, first of all, 
doesn't make any goddamn sense. But, I assumed it like like I I heard that and and logically that makes no sense. But but I, I was also like eh, maybe it's some weird some weird twist of <laughs> I am not I am not a trademark lawyer. So you know fine. Well, again, it boils down to the CFL had a team called the Rough Riders and a team called the Rough Riders for years in Mm -hmm. the 90s. Like, that's if that's not an issue, I don't know how a team in a completely different league. Like, and but then the point being, afterwards, Bill Foley comes out and he's like, oh, that wasn't the real reason why we didn't want to be Knights. And it's like, so why did you say it? Like again, who are you trying to trick here? Yeah, I mean we're on. It's been going on for months and months, months. because he because he he spilled the beans on himself and said that he wanted knights in the in the title. You know, well, he how, wanted whenever, to be black knights because he went to army and like well, right, and they said no, the blah, troops blah. and all that bullshit. Like what? Fine, but they said no, and so now he's like, well, I know what my response is going to be to this is to drag this out unnecessarily and just make things up constantly and that like for the just for the purpose of like holding it over people who want to buy the yeah. jersey or whatever oh god yeah I, I guess i mean what is the thought process did, did you want to just do it all at once so you have merch to so you have merch to sell the moment the moment the name gets right and, that, that's, and that's that's, that's, fine. that's what it is. like if you want to just drag it out because because like you said like the the logo's not ready or whatever like if that's why you're doing it, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Stop, for for stop me, the other, the so other, much. the other issue is that like when I look at the uh, the process of like, oh, you know, we we tried to look at all these different logos and word marks and that kind of thing, and it's like, eh, I don't, I don't think this process should be as hard as these companies make them out to be. Yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things where you want to get it right, but yeah, you're, it's paralysis by analysis too. I, right, I think like these all these come out and end up coming out overcooked a lot of the time, and that's how you get like a mascot like the New Orleans Pelican or whatever. And it's like, how many people did that go through before someone like for someone to approve it? And then it I, gets to the public, I, and they I go, this, "This is horrifying, right? Like nobody noticed that this is a, like a horrifying caricature." Right. I. It's tough to imagine. Whatever the logo will look like, it's tough to imagine it not looking just eminently minor league. Right. You, you can just feel you can just feel it coming. It's it's gonna look like a triple A baseball team. Because here's the other thing too, the Calgary Flames used to have uh, an AHL team in Nebraska called the Knights. The Omaha mm-hmm. Knights were a thing, and you know their logo was just like you know a profile of a knight's helmet. Yeah, that's that, what that's that's what it's going to be. Right, you got to figure. How, it's going to be a very hard. Helmet. Right? Like how is it this hard to come up with that? Like even if you're saying golden knights or purple knights or dragon knights, shout out to Amon Targaryen, I guess. Like <laughs> whatever it is, you're just going to put a knight on a logo and people are going to be like, yeah, I've seen a knight before, dude. Like this shouldn't have taken this long. I have, Maybe it'll be mind blowing. You never know. I have friends who are, yeah, it'll be mind blowing in its middle of the road mediocrity. The Nicket Knights. 
And it'll be, it'll be welcome Dick back, Van Dyke. Potter. It'll be Dick Van Dyke tripping over it'll be, it'll on be, Ottoman. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have I think we might have figured something out here. By now. the way, one of the great gags of all time is when he like in the second season when he Yeah, when he steps around it. it. Oh mm-hmm. can't beat that. That was that was really subverting expectations, <laughs> like circa whatever, nineteen forty three or fifty three. Dear sweet. 143-year-old Dick Van Dyke. Good old Dick. You know, I, did you watch a lot of Nick at Night as a kid? Uh, a significant amount. A huge amount of Nick at Night. I watched, I've seen probably every episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. I've seen every episode of Bewitched. Oh, for sure. All that stuff. Ami- Taxi. I, like, I, I think watching every episode of Taxi when I was 10, like, broke something in my brain. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> it just made it. It just made me like, you know, depressive and. Uh, I just. Uh, I mean, melancholy. Yeah, I, I feel like I was probably watching it earlier than you because in a lot of in like in the way that oldies radio stations have become more the hits of the late sixties and early seventies. Oh no! I right the 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 Nick at Night programming has has shifted. So yeah, of course I, I remember when it when you know it would be. Dobie Gillis on in the oh, middle of the, the night the, stuff the, like that. The what it what was it? The Romantic Adventures of Dobie Gillis or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I love Dobie Gillis. I loved uh, the Patty Duke show. Yeah. I love no, Lucy. I... Good stuff, man. <laughs> it really was like. It's amazing to think about how much of TV is still just like the template that you know yeah, Jackie Gleason decided on. Yeah. In Absolutely. 1941, mm-hmm. this is this is what we've landed on. Yeah, I don't know how we got here. What's on Nick at Night right now? Are we at the point where like it's all Full House and like that kind of thing? Yeah, early 90s, sometimes late 80s. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I just remember watching those things like ad nauseum growing up and. It, I don't oh man, know. look at this. What's on? Yeah, nine. Nine o'clock full house, nine thirty full house, ten o'clock full house, ten thirty full house, eleven PM friends, eleven thirty friends, yeah. midnight friends, twelve thirty friends, one o'clock fresh prince. George Lopez on in the middle of the night. Wow. That's is, crazy. Is this the only show that they mix in the only an episode of Hogan's shows? Heroes, bro? Like, let's go. It sort of seems like this is the only shows that that are on Nick at Night, or well, these four. That's, is that possible? That's wild. I remember there were, like, you know, Wednesday was Bewitched Night, where they'd show you four episodes Holy of shit! It, th- there's seriously only four shows on Nick at Night. No, and they're not even mixing it's, in Saved by the Bell, huh? It's Full House, Fresh Prince, George Lopez, and Friends. That's wild. Oh, uh, that's, that's depressing. That's very depressing. How, how did that happen? Um... I'm going to say BuzzFeed, probably. Like, your life explained by Full House. Four shows? My God. Yeah. Like, throw, throw on some Hanging with Mr. Cooper or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I That was a show I vaguely remember. You know what I think was really I great about? I was really great about TGIF back, back in the early 90s was that they mm-hmm. made it all in the Urkelverse. Where yeah. Urkel was so insanely popular 
that he yeah, uh, like, he was like, on. Like Urkel, Urkel showed up on Step by Step. Step by Step in, the, in that bar fight episode, right? Oh, man. Uh, because he, he had them all do the Urkel. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, that was that the first time we saw the Urkel was on Step by Step. It it might have also been because he shows up and has them all do the Urkel on Full House as well. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, yeah. oh, I think that might be what I'm thinking of. If I'm not mistaken, he is the nephew or something like that of an old man who has dementia and shows up at DJ's birthday party. Is that the same episode? <laughs> I, I I remember him showing up. I don't remember the, the specifics of it. There's definitely an episode where like Urkelverse. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the Munchverse, there. man. Uh-huh. Yeah, except with except the Munchverse with, is actually kind of cool. It's very interesting that like literally dozens of television shows exist in the same universe because that it's, guy shows up on all of them. That's that's more interesting to me than because like it goes across networks and stuff like yeah. In decades, like this has been going on since the early nineties. An act of an act of synergy by ABC is like a little bit less interesting to me. Sure, yeah, especially when they were just trying to sell Urkel dolls or whatever. (laughs) Which, by the way, I definitely had an Urkel doll growing up. I received one as a Christmas. Did you really? Yeah, I, I received one as a Christmas present from someone who hated you. I'm assuming you know it was probably. Did you ask for it? No. I I, Did you, I didn't really did, enjoy step or uh, what was that show called? Family Matters. Family. I didn't love Family Matters. I I preferred Perfect Strangers. If we're being honest, um, I would Family say Family Matters technically technically a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Oh, I know. She was the ele- uh, the wife was elevator. the elevator operator mm-hmm. at the at the newspaper where Balky and Larry Appleton worked. Appleton, <laughs> cousin Larry Appleton. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see cousin the episode Larry. of? Uh, did you ever see the episode of Perfect Strangers where Balky is using um, like backwoods betting ideas no. to? I I don't really betting. remember. I don't remember a ton of specific episodes of Perfect Strangers. I remember the one when they got stranded in the in the ski lodge, particularly well. Ooh, I don't remember that one. Did I remember the episode? Um, this is a great. This is a great episode. Great episode. Where we're sports. just talking about <laughs> episodes. We're talking about Nick at night, and have been for several minutes now. <laughs> That's fine. Do, like my my the extent to which I will talk about old school TV uh, is pretty significant. Honestly, like I have a lot of interest, especially in the earlier stuff. Right mm-hmm. up until, let's say, you know, Taxi. Taxi's probably my cutoff. Taxi's great. Oh, it's amazing. So is the Mary Tyler Moore show. Also, also great. Yep. Uh, I'm back, Cotter. Not so not, great. Not so great. Um, uh, were we going to talk about anything else sports-wise? Nah. No, nah, I guess we're not, right? Okay, well, so the other thing we have going for us, we haven't done a draft in a couple of weeks. Um, and and your friend Sean came up with a truly visionary idea. <laughs> it's going to be bad. 
it could be bad, but I think it could also be controversial. I think you're going to have terrible, terrible takes on this. Really? I mean, That's... you have you have some you've had some doozies in, in, in all of these. I know. You don't have to tell me. I I still hear about them on Twitter. As you should. <laughs> By the way, I had a Crunchwrap Supreme yesterday. It was nice. Excellent. Nice, nice. Anyway, this week's draft is condiments. Mm. The condiment draft. I I do have very strong feelings in general about condiments. So I I you know I have a hard and fast list that I put together here when you said it. Um. So I'm I'm. We're gonna do five. We're gonna do five. We'll, we'll make this five rounds. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, and there is a difference between condiment and sauce, I would say. So we need to guard against that, possibly. Hmm. What, so what do you what is what do you mean by this? Because oh no, I this might you know what I mean. Like planning. It, no, no, no. If if you cut co- if you if you can cover pasta in something, it's not a condiment. Okay, so like, I, not that I would have said pasta sauce to begin with. Um. <laughs> But, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. So I know, I know. I know what you're thinking of, and what you're thinking of is is certainly a condiment. I don't. Sauce was sauce was maybe not the right. Well, term I wasn't use. okay. I wasn't gonna like. I mean, at some point, barbecue sauce is gonna come up on one of our lists. I I feel pretty confident in that. But I, like, I was a little worried about like how do we feel about ranch that kind of thing. Stop talking. Okay. All right. Uh, would you like to go first or should I? Uh, who, you go first. Okay. Uh, with the first overall pick, I am taking brown mustard. Okay. With the... Whoa! What's with that? Is that a good okay or a bad okay? No, I think that's a fine, that's a fine okay. Thank you. Great. It's my favorite mustard. First first pick, I choose hot sauce. Hot sauce. Cholula hot sauce, let's okay, say. Okay, Cholula hot sauce. Got it, got it, got it. Actually, no. We'll go we'll go Tapatio hot sauce. Tapatio. No wait. Ch- Cholula's Cholula's that, Cholula. never mind. Cholula's one that I that that, that I prefer. Okay. I you know I, what? But frankly, frankly, I think that gives the the pick gives me all hot sauces. Well, like I wasn't gonna say like Tabasco sauce, and but th- let me hit you with this as my as my second overall pick um, is dill relish. Oh fuck! I was gonna pick that. Well, tough. It's shit. hard to find. It's hard to find, but dill relish is great, and sweet relish is. Garbage. As totally, are, totally as agree. Are all, as are all sweet pickles, bread and uh, bread and butter pickles, yeah. anything who, like that. Who would waste total, their time with that shit? Here's total the, horseshit. So dill pickles the are fantastic. Is, for me, like in my area, dill relish is not that hard to find. Maybe that's yeah. just a regional thing. Well, fucking congratulations, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So I, uh, I, point being, I didn't realize I was picking like a rare, 
a rare no, choice. No, I, I, I was absolutely going to pick it. It, it doesn't. Okay. Availability isn't isn't all that important. Okay. To me, uh, with my second pick, I select Dijon mustard. Solid man, that's a solid pickup. Um, for me, it's not a great mustard, but certainly, you know, it's up there. It's the best mustard. Well, I mean, that certainly isn't true, but... Eat shit, Ryan. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, how about this? For my third pick, garlic aioli. Oh, God damn it. Great pick. Thank you. I was on the list. This is coming together for me. Yeah. Shouldn't have given you the first one. Um, the, the, the first pick, I mean. Mm-hmm. I understand. We have discussed this this particular product in the past. Uh, I have a conflicted relationship with it. But with my third pick, I select ranch dressing. <laughs> I believe I referred to it as gauche on our old podcast with, with Justin Bourne. You, first of it all, is. You, you don't have to believe it. It's true because I anytime I see ranch dressing, you know what I think? Sean Gentilly once referred to this as gauche. Because <laughs> it is. It, that is care. my one-to-one association with I don't care, man. I'll, I'll, dip, I'll, I'll dip french fries in it. Look, it's, I'll dip, it's good I'll, on I'll a dip. thing. I, I wouldn't get it on salad, though. It, nope, disagree. <laughs> disagree. I'll, like, dip carrots in it or vegetables or whatever. Oh, that, yeah, I mean, that's... That is a little bit different to me. Like, as a dip, I would use it as a dip, but not, like, on a... Like well, on a you know what, buddy? Salad. You can't use it as a dip because it's mine. It. Fair enough. So, good luck eating vegetables, bro. All right. Um, I'm going to say this. I This is why I disputed your This Falls Under All Hot Sauces Sriracha. I feel like that that can be its own thing. Great. That's fine. Um, I think it, I will say this. Extremely I think overrated. I think it's a little overrated. Like it shouldn't be in literally everything. It's just stupid internet bullshit, man. That's that's all. But just, I I'm a person who I live in a a neighborhood with a lot of Vietnamese people, and <laughs> um, there therefore there are a lot of like Thai and Vietnamese restaurants around here. So I'm eating a lot of sriracha like on my Asian noodles and things of this nature. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Thanks. With my fourth pick, I select barbecue sauce. Fuck. This is a big problem for me. I, 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 believe, I get all barbecue sauce, but if we have to pick one, I will say, let's say stubs. Okay. But, again... I get all barbecue sauce. You do, like is, I, you know, I is, couldn't. It is mine. Not that, not that this is going to be my final pick, but if I like picked ketchup, I couldn't go Heinz and then you swoop in with Hunts. Why the fuck would I get Hunts ketchup? Look, I don't know, man. I'm just using it as an example. I, why would you pick ketchup at all? Ketchup is not great. I actually, I like, I like, I, I have no problem with ketchup, but every time I, every time I see barbecue sauce now. I think of the drill tweet from a couple months ago. If there's a spicy brown mustard, why not a spicy brown ketchup? 
The wise man smiled. My friend, the condiment you seek is barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. So I got myself some spicy brown ketchup. Yeah, and look, man, it's great. It's very, very good. Oh, I can't believe you took aioli, man. That's such a bummer. Not for me. I'm the aioli haver. <laughs> the garlic boy. Um, for my last pick, I'm going to go very off the board here, but it's one that I personally really like. Horseradish. God damn it! Ah, this sounds to me, Sean, like you're taking a big ol' L in this. No, no, oh, I, yeah. I'm. I don't think I. I don't think that's true. All right, I'm just bro, annoyed. Just... I'm just annoyed that you keep taking things that I have on on my list. Yeah, that's how you know my draft is good. It's how, It's happened two or three times. Yeah, that's like two thirds of the draft. The people will still stand with me. As you, know they do. you know what? Let me amend that. It's as much as 60% of the draft. It's not two-thirds of the draft. That's not how numbers work at all. I'm going to go with uh, lemon pepper. Is that, lemon. A, is that a condiment? Is, is it more of a seasoning? Yeah, I'm going to say that's more of a seasoning for sure. Okay. Gravy. Oh, give me cayenne pepper. Shut up with your gravy. seasoning picks. All right, gravy it is. What kind of gravy are we talking here? All of them. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because it's the last pick of the draft. But I, it's important. I would... What's important to remember, though, with, with, with all these picks is that you can never eat any of these things. You can't eat ranch dressing. You cannot eat gravy. You cannot eat hot sauce. I'm going to you... say this. If you went through, like, the hot sauce one's going to really stick in my craw here. But mm -hmm. if I never had Dijon mustard ranch barbecue sauce or gravy again, I think I'd be fine. I don't think you would. <laughs> I, honestly, like, I'm not, again, ranch, I consider it so, so opulent and gauche. <laughs> that I just don't get it very often to begin with. Barbecue sauce, like, I don't, there aren't too many things I want it on to begin with. I feel like you have some very good niche picks, but uh, I win on, on the strength of the overall draft. And again, it, it's very important to remember, I get to eat all of those things. You get to eat none of them <laughs> in any capacity. Yeah. So it sounds to me though like you're you're just going through your life eating yellow mustard. Ah, that's not a life worth living, my man. Dijon. It's, there's so few things Dijon goes on. That's that is absolute horseshit. You were <laughs> wrong about that. It goes on everything that spicy brown mustard goes on. Everything. I don't agree at all. E example. Give me an example. I would never in a million billion years put Dijon mustard on a fucking hot dog. You're missing out. No, I'm not. Because brown mustard exists. It's completely, completely short-sighted. <laughs> I have won the draft yet again. I, I really think the people are going to 
side with me on this one. The people's champion is me this time. First time for everything. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, that's mean. All right, you want to go to uh, listener questions here? Yes. All right, here, here's a good one. Let's try to get in under an hour. I think we might be able to do it this time. I don't know. Some of these questions I feel like could spark a lot of debate. So we'll see. I'm going to give, I'm going to give deliberately brief, <laughs> aloof answers. I don't know, man. Whatever. It's going to be like Marshawn Um. Okay, how about this one? Pivoting off our TV land discussion, uh, Tony Abbott asks, if you could live in the universe of any television show, which would you pick, and what role would you want in that society? Fucking Jesus Christ. What? That's hard. It's a very hard question. Gary Shandling show. What role do you want? I don't know. Why, I don't know why that's the first one I thought of. I would like. I would like to have a cool job, like that. Yeah. Showbiz job. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why Dick Van Dyke is very appealing. He was. A, he was a television, a comedy TV writer. I really like. Um, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip. Actually, that's my final answer. Are you going to be the Matthew Perry's character who has the painkiller addiction? Or yeah, whatever it was. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of shared ground there. Absolutely. <laughs> or are you going to be Bradley Whitford, who is inexplicably in a relationship with like 29 year old Amanda Peet? Yeah, which looking back on it, didn't make it, a lot it, of sense. That didn't make a lot of sense then, and makes even less as as the years go on. Yeah. Or oh, do man, you that's... want to be the actor who was, like, not fu- – uh, Rob Cortry's little brother who was, like, not funny in any sketch that they put on that show? Was it was it sitcom or, or TV show in general? TV show in general. Oh, man. That's – this is an impossible question to answer in my opinion. Hmm. I think Veep would be pretty fun. <laughs> I feel like everybody in, on Veep is literally miserable all the time. Yeah, that's true. So it that's wouldn't kind of be the, fun. That's kind of the point of the show, I guess. It wouldn't be fun so much as it would be very satisfying to make fun of Gary or whatever <laughs> when he comes in with the wrong hand lotion. Cheers. They seem like they have a good See, time. See, I was gonna. I was really gonna say cheers, and I would. And I would want to be Woody in that scenario. Don't think you'd work at Woody as Woody. No, you don't have a Woody. You, you, neither of us have a Woody personality. No, what I'm saying is, I would want to be the second in command at the bar. Uh, that's fair. Like, I'm, I'm not saying. Okay, do you want to say like what character would you prefer to be? Because obviously, it, I wouldn't be Woody. No, no, that's we're that's overcomplicating it. I I would like. Okay. I mean, Entourage is a terrible show, but I would I would take that life. <laughs> I'd also have to hang out with those guys, though. Yeah, that's that's, also, that's a real that's also, a real bummer. It's kind that's kind of a deal breaker. Put me down as not turtle on that show. Well, guess what, my friend? I hate to break it to you, but you are turtle. No, I don't want to be turtle. <laughs> I don't want to be a pirate. Um, I was also thinking, give me uh, the Simpsons. Be, it would be fun to live in Springfield. 
<laughs> for about five years. Yeah, from 1992 to 98. Yeah. And then in 1998, I'd move out of Springfield and never look back. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> give me the Mod Flanders. I'm out. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? You would be DJ Jazzy Jeff. I'd, I'd pay good money to get thrown out of a house by Uncle Phil. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Shouts to Uncle Phil. He's throwing DJ Jazzy Jeff out of In heaven. In heaven. Heaven um, needed a surly man. That 70s show? Yeah, that's a good. That's a very solid pick. I've been watching a lot of that lately. I can't imagine that holds up. It holds up perfectly. Really? Yeah. Okay. It gets kind of shitty, like, in season six, I would say. But, like, seasons three three through five, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good mindless, uh, pretty good mindless, like, just stuff to th- throw on and laugh for half hour at a time. I got it. I, this is it. I mentioned the show earlier. News Radio. Ooh, I was going to say Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. No, 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 no real, definitely not. Real low stakes. Just hanging mm. out, chilling at the max. The Max comes by, he does a card trick. James comes by, he tells you about how he played Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Seems nice. Maybe some, I'm trying to think of like some school-based shows. Hanging with Mr. Cooper was school-based, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick that. No. Freaks and Geeks. It's a little too miserable. real life to me. <laughs> uh, I was I was pretty popular, so and I went to, and I went to an all boys high school, so I I would like to see how things would shake out for me there. Sure, you you would one hundred percent end up going on tour, watching the Grateful <laughs> Dead all summer. Uh, yeah, that's, in your that's, room that's to a good question. A box of rain. That that's that one that one's gonna stick with me. I'm gonna think about that whenever I watch TV shows from now on. I think. Sure. Yeah, I, I really like that question. Uh, we we have we have a something of a celebrity connection here. Joseph Steigerwald writes in, and this is a great question: Why do sports writers love Springsteen so much? Didn't we have, have we not? I feel like we've talked about this already. Have we? I think it's. I think so much of it is. I, I've definitely thought about it and talked about it before. A lot of it is age-based. There's a lot of sports writers, demographic-based, who who are like 50-year-old white men who that's grew exactly up in the Northeast, it. and that's and that's that's the main that's the main crux of it. Yeah. And then I think secondarily is that um, is that there's probably something of an attraction to like maybe the lyricism and like storytelling nature of some of the songs. But for the most part, it's just about being, you know, white and growing up on the East coast in and, being, be, and being, yeah. And being a kid in 1979 or whatever. Right. Like I don't like, like, I, but at the same time, and, and now, and now we're on that generation of, of younger, of younger people who got it like passed down from their parents, from their dads. That, 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 those are the two, those are the two big groups. And, like, I think Bruce Springsteen is fine, but I yeah. really don't get the, like, God-worship level celebration he gets in, like, American culture. 
he ends up he ends up on, under the category of like I'm glad people enjoy him that much, but it and there's like you know darkness on the edge of town is great and yeah. certain things. Nebraska is great. Yes, but I it's not it's not it's not for me. Nope. There I, the thing I always say is it's it's off by ten percent. There's like 10% too much whatever the E Street Band is doing at any given time for me to be like really into it. You know what I mean? Like that song didn't need three trumpets in it or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. That, that's what really – and you know he got a little too 80s with the synthy bullshit. And... But yeah, like there's – that dude's also written a ton of – Great songs. Like Atlantic City might be my favorite song of all time. I think it's it's that's, really that's, great. That's it's really that's, great. That's hyperbole, but it's it's way up there on the list. So I I have I respect Bruce Springsteen and I think he's great and he's probably the you know in terms of American bands I think you have to put you know him and the E Street Band at the top of the list really. Yeah, but, I, I would say they're America's answer to the Beatles. Yeah, but in, in that way, like in terms of like impact on rock and roll and stuff like that. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad people enjoy them, but I I don't know. It seems like that's that sort of falls under the category of like people say Bruce Springsteen is their favorite band when they don't really listen to music all that much. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's like in the it's and there's a lot of bands in that category. Maybe that that might just be me being a snob or something. But well, sure. I mean, sure it is. But like yeah. that's fine. Like you know, I, I'm never gonna. Like I'm really not bashing Bruce Springsteen. I no, I, I have no, I have no interest in doing that at all. Yeah, because you know there are so many bands that I love that love Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. and you know it's just one of those things where I would. If, so for example, he's he's coming here this week. Like he's going to be in Foxborough, I think tomorrow or the day. Yeah, after he was he was in like Pittsburgh that. yesterday. Yeah, literally yesterday. And someone was like, would you want to go to that? And I was like, yeah, because I've never seen Bruce Springsteen, but I also don't want to sit through three and a half hours of songs I really don't want to hear. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it seems like it would be such a goddamn slog if you're not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan to sit through three and a half hours of... It's something that I feel like I should do eventually, but I'm yes. not not overly... I'll I'll pick I'll pick my spot and Here, I didn't and I didn't and I didn't feel like doing it, you know, t- or two days ago. It was September 11th actually the the show that he did here. Oh boy, I bet there was a rousing rendition of the Rising. Yeah, I I'm gonna sit that one out. So yeah. I'll, I'll 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 pick him up next time he comes through. I here's what I'll say. Maybe if Bruce Springsteen said, "Hey, I'm doing a tour." You know, we're gonna. It's gonna be quote unquote smaller venues. So let's say he does like TD Garden instead of Gillette Stadium, right? Oh, I. You, but, you know what he he played? He played Kinsall here, by the way. Yeah. But but he's come here twice. Like like he's played he's played Kinsall twice on this. Yeah, on and this, that's and that's on, fine. On tour. But if he but what I'm saying is if he did that and he was like and it's you know a real stripped down like acoustic show almost, I would mm-hmm. be so into that. Yeah, my dad. My dad saw saw him do that. He played a he played a club like a bar club here. Um, this was like late '90s too, so it was a little bit of a fallow period for him. Sure. But it was just one of those classic like 
you know, Springsteen Poppins where, where he came in and, and played, played with a guy, with a local guy who, he, who he's been friends with for a million years named Joe Grishecki. And my dad's, you know, buddies with Joe Grishecki. So, so he heard, he heard that it was happening and ma- made sure to go. And it sounded unbelievable. Yeah. You know? That like, Be- cause that's the thing is anytime I listen to a cover of a Springsteen song and it's like a little less complicated, I'm like, shit, this is a great song, bro. <laughs> this is so yeah. good. No, see, I don't, I, I don't really, I actually don't have a problem with that. I would, I would see him in an arena or, or a, or a stadium, maybe not a stadium, an, an arena. I, I, I would see him in and not, and not think twice about because part of me totally loves like spectacle and bombast and, and, uh, and, and all that sort of stuff because it's in short supply, I think. Yeah. And on that, on that scale and on, in, in terms of like 20,000 seat arenas going batshit for somebody that's why i'm gonna go see you too at some point not like that i love you too but i but i'm interested in in that scale of uh yeah of, of bigness and you too is a band i like better than i like springsteen like we'll sit down like you know i not that i'm sitting down and listening to you too or whatever but the hits that i know by you two are definitely better I think I, more like, I think the highs the the highs of U two are better for me. Yes. and there is just so much shit about U two though that I find uh, like repugnant and, yeah. and, and and hilarious and yeah and insufferable. And and I don't feel that way about about Springsteen. It's no, just not stuff. at all. He, it's, he it's definitely... just stuff. It's just stuff that would bore me. Right. You know, I, I like what what is the biggest Springsteen song? Born to Run. Born, born, born to Run, yeah. So I would rather listen to Where the Streets Have No Name no name a billion times than ever hear Born to Run. And I don't dislike Born to Run. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I think that there's like probably six U2 songs that that I would that if you said you can listen to one over over Born to Run, there's probably there's definitely a handful that I would that I would pick. Yeah, I agree. Like I'd rather hear Sunday Bloody Sunday than than Born to Run. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's I'd a rather lot of hear really good U two songs, man. They're not. They're there's, not a band. Dude, there's I, a ton. There's a ton. They're not a band I super like, but like no, I don't either. Hits, but but there's the big there's, hits there's are great undeniably shit. great. Oh, e- enormous, enormous, and and. That's stuff like honestly, because of the nature of of the music business and, and the nature of live music, that's that's gone. Once once these guys age out, like like the 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 huge the the rock band filling twenty thousand seat arenas with guitar music will is not happen. It just is won't kaput. exist. It's never gonna happen. So I've so I try to you know I'm committed to trying to you know experience that while you know while while they're still around because it it. You can write it down in pen. It's never going to happen again. Right. Yeah, I really not 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 YouTube, not sustainably. Like like you'll have random bands that pop up. Like the Black you know, Keys did did a did TD Garden, and right, I was amazed. But, and and that's still, but just like the the but spectacle of now, the, no one's going to listen to the Black Keys. Absolutely not. And then the the spectacle of of a U two show or a Springsteen show, and in the in the honestly the the community aspect of it and just the you know the the fact that even though those bands aren't like necessarily my thing the fact that people are there and 
and love them and are going batshit for them. I mean, that's that's appealing. And that's something that everybody should try to, you know, latch onto because it's not going to happen again. Yeah. So, okay, we'll we'll do one last question here, but this this is another real brain tickler for me. Uh Carl asks, which non-domesticated animal do you wish was domesticated? Dinosaurs are not they're that you can't answer that. Like, okay, let let's take that off the table and say currently extant animals. Oh boy. That's an obnoxious word choice. <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't want to say you, currently existing though. That sounded weird to me. Hmm. Gorillas. See, I was going to say chimps. But Yeah, any I and that's not I'm not trying to make a Harambe joke. I would have I, I would have quit the podcast if you had. It would be it would be really cool to hang out with with uh with a gorilla. Mhm. Any sort of primate yeah, I mean, like, I, I watched this documentary that was on HBO, or, I think, um, a little while ago about a woman who basically, like, tried, or a scientist woman, but who was kind of a rich scientist or something. I can't remember exactly, but, like, she was an eccentric kind of scientist, I guess, <laughs> who tried to raise a chimpanzee as basically her son. Yeah, and he ripped off her face. No, no, no. That this is that was like some rich this was in like the 70s or 80s. Um and she did it in the name of science but then kind of just became a weirdo about it if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um and but it was it was certainly veering that way where like it really bit her husband hard or something like that the 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 ape and and they had to, you know, send it to a refuge or something in texas but th this was a chimp that was just like living in new york city and its suburbs mm -hmm. for five years or something that's and, great and if that were a thing that would be awesome like if you it could would have to be a, it would have to be a mammal for me personally like i have no interest in you know i don't know what, what would a domesticated like shark even be like right yeah or like even a domesticated bird where it's like i mean birds yeah. just sit there exactly. anyway right uh a bear like a like a like a maybe not a grizzly bear but like a small like a smaller a smaller breed of bear here's a good one Black panda bear, bear. Eh, you can just you can have around with a big panda bear he's like your own personal like couch that you can lean against not a fan and he's your friend and he eats I'd bamboo rather, I'd, nope i'd rather just have a good old good old black bear Hey. Or some other, some other, some other kind of bear. Mm -hmm. And then you could, and then you could put a red shirt on the bear, and and he'd be like Winnie the Pooh. Mm. I wouldn't. I don't want, feel like I have that kind of a honey budget, though. <laughs> like I, 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 you know what though? Like I, I'm reading too much into it. Like domesticating an animal is also not anthropomorphizing. It, yeah, I, look, I I knew that, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I I, I realize that, but but I'm now thinking about like talking to a bear, or and like having it talk back to you. Yeah, like just sitting just on a couch. Oh, bother to you and like yeah, right. I've made myself the Christopher Robin in this scenario. Sure. I'll, you know what? Speaking of Winnie the Pooh, feels like a kangaroo would be a really cool one. 
Yeah, that's true. You could uh, just hopping around your house or a wallaby because they're small kangaroos. Wallaby in honor of Rocco's modern life. Mm-hmm. A truly great cartoon. Yeah. By the way, have you ever seen this thing of like how kangaroos are ripped? They have big muscles. Like muscle? Yeah, they look like bodybuilders, but they're just regular ass kangaroos. I mean, yeah, I believe it. They they can kick like people. Go- Google like <laughs> kangaroo muscles or something, and you'll be astonished. Kangaroo muscles. I'm telling you, dude, it's like a real thing that is. To me, when you look at them, it's like, how is this possible? That dude looks like he That's... was hanging out with Hulk Hogan on the beach in 1988, like just doing steroids and bench pressing 250 is this, pounds is on Hulk Hogan. That's 100. Oh, I don't real. like that. I don't like this one bit. It's upsetting, right? Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> It looks like they're they're slowly becoming anthropomorphized. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to end the show. I want to just shut my computer now. This is this is not agreeing with me. <laughs> no, it's it's upsetting, and it it falls into the uncanny valley. Some of these are fake. Some, like some some of the photos are are fake, but but it's all, like it's based in real life. Not all man. of them are. Wait, is this? Wow, this is this is from a. Ugh, isn't it weird? Two hundred pounds. There's, there's one in particular. Precious metal. There's a there's a YouTube video. Roger Roger the kangaroo. Roger the buff kangaroo. Yeah. Oh boy, this is no they thank have, you. They have human bodies, but like Joe Camel heads, and I don't like yeah, it one it, bit. It looks like it looks like Joe Camel. It basically just looks like Joe Camel. I don't like it at all. No, thank you. No, thank you. There's a BuzzFeed list. Right, I'm, Super I'm Jack gonna go, Kangaroos. I'm gonna go Jesus Christ. This definitely, this is weird. I, I don't want to look at this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry to have upset you. It's unnatural. It's very creepy. But it, the, that's the point, though. It is natural. And that's the scary part. Mm. Kangaroos. Anything else? I I want to because here's the thing. Here's the thing I think about with kangaroos. Of all the animals that if they rose up, I'm legit worried about kangaroos. They they look like they're one step away from being able to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Once that happens, we're all fucked. Once they can once they can commandeer our tanks, kangaroos will lead the lead the animal rebellion. And hey, I get it. Animals like we've overstayed our welcome. I disagree. Well, I mean, you're objectively wrong about that, but yeah, I, I feel like that's as good a place as any to end the show is us just being off-put by kangaroos yeah, who, could, who look like they could be in, you know, that that movie Pumping Iron. Yeah, well, just let's, walking let's, around in the background. Next week, next week, let's make sure to not unsettle ourselves. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. So long. Goodbye. Have a good week. Yeah. Do that. See ya.